the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour live, baby. Give us a call if you're here to participate. 312-642-5600. So am I supposed to take, McBeth, am I supposed to take the mantra of every moron with a talk show, of every imbecile on a Sunday host show, and their guests, rather plump though they may be, that, oh, he stepped in it again. Trump stepped in it again. Because, you know, my brain works a little differently. Some may say in reverse. However, some. Here's the reality of it. Brilliant what he did with Cummings. Brilliant what he did with Elijah Cummings. Now, here's the other reason. It's not just because the wife, two months ago, a major scandal broke where she's running one of these phony baloney nonprofits who all of a sudden get donations by all the companies that come before Elijah Cummings meeting, his committee meeting. So all the ones that have the oversight of the government, because that's what he's on, the oversight committee. All the corporations that that stand to be uh, persecuted by government, they mysteriously make camp or, or little contributions to his wife's nonprofit. And then here's the beauty of what she does. She has an LLC set up and that LLC then gets a management fee of the nonprofit. Isn't that wonderful? You know, that, that would in the neighborhood I'm come from, that's called a laundry scheme. That's a money laundering scheme. But in Washington, D.C., that's business, baby. Love it. You got to love it. So that breaks 60 days ago and picks up exactly zero steam. Because when you have the virtue shield of being a Democrat and the virtue shield of being a phony baloney welfare socialist and the virtue shield of presiding over a ghetto, well, then you, you are beyond reproach. You can't be caught unless you cross one of the other mafia figures in your Democrat Party. And that's why Chicago, every once in a while, kicks an alderman out for, for uh, persecution. You can also make them look bad enough that they will shun you, a la Rod Blagojevich. Yeah, with the hairdo. Very good. Yeah, the hairdo really didn't have anything to do and with he the shunning. He wouldn't have spent a day in jail. Wouldn't have spent a day in jail if he would have just stood in line that the father-in-law wanted him to. But he started to think he was too big, and now he's in the cooler for 14 years. That's why Rod is in the joint. He didn't do anything that, that uh, uh, Paint Chips Pat Quinn did, didn't do. All the same nonsense. All the same stuff that they're doing right now. Not just in your little municipality when they strong arm the businesses in them, but in your all the way up to the governor's mansion. So that's just business as usual. However, when you step out of line, 
then you're going to go before the judge. But Elijah Cummings, he is considered to be beyond reproach because not only does he have all the virtue shields of the Democrat socialist in charge of the ghetto district. No, no, no. He's on the inside of uh, uh, the race game. He's been playing that race game for 50 years. Now, the real question is, is what Trump said racist or will it kind of maybe make people think who does preside over American ghettos and American terrible neighborhoods? Is it a coincidence that primarily these are Democrat districts or is it a repercussion of the failure of their policies? Which one is it? So if you just ignore your lying eyes, then you can believe that the Democrat socialist utopia isn't a mafia crime corrupt organization like the Chicago Democrats. No, no, no. It isn't a failure like the Southside Democrats like Baltimore and every other ghetto in the, na- in, in the nation. No, no, no. This is just a result of happenstance. It is because it is. It's just the way in which the stars align. See, I don't think so. I think this was a brilliant move that will open the door to maybe look into who resides over American, who's the the body politic that presides over American slums? What is the philosophy? How many Republican ghettos are there? I'm curious. How many? See, because what we have, in fact, is the welfare state has been kind of eclipsed the capitalist system of America, and it is now encroaching on everyone's freedom. But we're being told, don't look at what causes the welfare state in the ghetto. Just fund it. Blindly fund it. And then, all of a sudden, your state becomes Illinois. This is really, I think, and you know me, I'm not a Trump guy. We're going to chew him apart on the debt. Ridiculous on the spending bill and the collusion with these frauds. It's outrageous. The budget, despicable. Sequester, we stopped the spending limits. Those are on top now. I am not a Trump guy. I don't put on that Caddyshack hat and I don't beat the drum. It's not what I do. But I will spot the fraud always and forever. And Elijah Cummings, like every other Democrat in a Democrat stronghold neighborhood, is nothing more than a two-bit mobster. That hat is terrible. Looks good on you, though. Oh, the Caddyshack hat? Yeah. Let me tell you something. If I wanted to pull it off, I'd pull it off. Well, All right, let's go to somebody who's rarely on topic. Thanks for getting it. Jim from South Elgin. <laughs> Jim, what's up? I'm you from a remote location from Honduras. Doesn't sound like it. People think they have it poor. Come down here with no money and see how good life is. But anyways, um, you can go back to 2000. That's his way of saying I'm exploiting the, the desperate women of Honduras. Go ahead. Go on. Oh, actually, they're 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 dead. they're not they're not screwed up by feminists. Every, so everybody nice. needs yeah. dental work, Sean. Uh huh. Here we go. Right. Anyways, I'm sure all those girls are um, there because they like that mustache. Go ahead. What country do you that, come that, from, that, sir? My church too. Yeah, sure. Go Anyways, ahead. Um, you can go back to when Bernie was running for uh, president in 2015, and he was excoriating uh, places like Baltimore. And now, of course, they have to come out and be PC correct and say, "Oh, it's such a nice utopia." Well, you go back and hear these. Yeah, at that point, they the were saying that it was the uh, failure of capitalism, though. Now they're saying, oh, no, no, this is what we're going to try this to is, fix. This is the pattern since the 60s, Yeah, since before right. the 60s. Who are in charge of the ghettos? See, if we were only trained to think about actually solving the problems, if we only could focus on what causes, see, I've said for decades, who is the developer of American ghettos? The American government. Government is the sponsor and the developer of all ghettos. 
And that's no, that's right. it's no coincidence that every third world country has the exact same kind of, I wish we're, we, we were capitalist, but we're really corrupt socialist policies. This is the exact same political mindset of Venezuela, of Cuba, of all of South America. Right. It's, and and here's, here's the American Democrat, the, the dope that he is, who likes his union phony baloney job and his BS pension. He just goes along and pulls the tab because he likes the scam. And I'll tell you the truth, Jim. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick well, of one of the things you do here in Honduras is they keep raising the price of electricity and gasoline. So it only hurts the poor guy because inflation keeps going up. So things that are produced from outside the country become increasingly more expensive. And what's the definition of poor in Honduras? I mean, what's the median income? It's probably, what, eight grand a year? Yeah, if that. It depends where you're from. But the thing is, like, my house here, I'm in a nice section. But they also charge you more if you live in a nicer area versus in the rural country. Oh, like the Illinois Democrats. Go ahead. Exactly. So, like, my home here, my electric bill, and we use the AC sparing, was like 250 bucks this last month. Oh, come on. You spend more on dental floss. Who do you think you're talking I'm not crying Listen, here's the good news, Jim. The worse that country does, the better you start looking to the women. So, good luck. Thank you so much for calling the show, and enjoy your third world Epstein sexcapades down there. But he has a better point. That they then, just, he realizes. then he realizes <laughs> that they just keep doubling down, and it's the same formula, well, no, whether it's it. Honduras or Springfield. And keep denying that it's going to affect middle class and working class people. Keep denying it no matter what the track record, no matter what the evidence. Just keep, no, 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 we're going after the rich. No, no. And then later on, well, it was our intention to go after the rich. So I watched, enough. I watched every pundit call Trump a racist, a blatant racist. Yeah. And, you know, it's sickening to me because I remember when Donald Trump was very popular in the 80s and 90s. Yes. I'm well aware that every rapper, did you realize in American rap music, Donald Trump's name is mentioned 67 times? Russell Simmons, one of his dearest friends, all of a sudden he wins the presidency. Ah, He's a racist because what he's saying is the focal point that they don't want you to look at. The focal point of who does preside over the American slums, and it is the Democrat stronghold. In fact, the real base of the Democrat Party isn't the union worker that this time voted or last time voted for Trump and next time will. The real base of the Democrat Party is the welfare recipient. That's the real base. And that's what they don't want you to focus on, because their version of socialism will end in the same way all socialism ends, in absolute and total failure. But in the meantime, it makes the politicians very rich. It's no coincidence that Hugo Chavez's daughter is worth $9 billion. She doesn't, if you took the exit signs out of here, she couldn't get out of the room. $9 billion, because socialism pays. It's the one mafia system where nobody goes to jail and everybody gets government pensions. This is the Liberty Hour at 312-642-5600. I don't know what we're yelling about! This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the now, I'm going to take Tom's call because it's extremely relevant, and I like his point very much. But I want to play George Stephan. Well, you know what? Let's take Tom's clip. Then we'll play Stephanopoulos. All right. We're going to learn on the fly here with Tom. 
Tom, thank you so much for calling the show. How are you? Oh, good. Hi, guys. Sean, I don't disagree with one thing you said about the uh, the black urban centers and their disintegration and how it's been one-party rule for the better part of a century. Secondly, I'm not trying to challenge you. Oh. I would just simply add that what President Trump is doing is trolling the Democratic urban strongholds while entirely ignoring where a great majority of the welfare recipients are in rural white places like Louisiana, Mississippi, great parts of Michigan and Pennsylvania, which is what he needs to win the Electoral College in 2020. And there's another broader point. The number of white people on welfare, the sheer number, far outweigh the number of minorities. Dwarfs. I mean, it's not even close. And here's the other issue. What is welfare? Because when you're subsidizing farmers... I don't care what you call it. It's welfare. When you're Some would giving, argue the okay, Walton family are when, welfare recipients. Exactly. When you're giving the average American, and did you know this time, I was just looking this, at the subsidies for Obamacare because I argue with the accountant every time. I don't take them. I won't, I, won't, I won't even try to get them. And he's like, you understand, the average American gets $600 a month in Obamacare subsidies. That's welfare. What is the student loan? I mean, I mean a, a grant, student nonsense, welfare. What is public schools welfare so who isn't on welfare is the real argument what i'm trying to say is it's not just welfare it's the government philosophy that creates the ghetto now here's the difference some of those rural areas are poor but they don't have the entrenched other things that go along with the urban ghettos why What's the difference? And I say to you, the difference is the representation. The difference are the politicians selling government and government jobs and government contracts. That's the difference. And that's in every one of these urban districts, whether it's Chicago, New York, New Jersey, Baltimore, whatever it is. There's also an inherent sense of self-reliance that comes with just living that far apart from your neighbors. All right. I like that. Go ahead, Tom. Sean, to your to your point. What you just said about the rural districts, and, and which is mostly farm, and many of which are farm subsidies, I would be challenged to turn on AM conservative talk radio tomorrow and hear any one of them say what you just said. I very much appreciate your sentiment. Oh, thank you very much, Tom. But it's absolutely true. I've been consistent throughout, the, throughout my life. Listen to me. When you're, when you're subsidizing people, you're, you're, it's a welfare. I don't care how you justify it in your brain, how you wrap it around. It's an absolute and total scam. Yeah, other than like disaster relief. Yeah, I think pretty much everything falls under that. And umbrella. even that, somebody like even Elijah Cummings' wife yeah. steals the money. Well, that's, every that's single a time. scam, though. That's that's a little different than, I just, you know, yeah. if your house gets knocked over by a tornado, I don't begrudge the government coming in and, and helping you out. No, but I would I like to see don't. the insurance company actually pay a claim yes. for all of the, the things they've received. I would like the received. government to also go after them you know, and say, hey, you said you would do this. This you is a big issue it. in Florida with George or George it. Bush's brother, the inept one, Jeb. Jeb. He basically kicked out all the insurance companies. Yeah. And and he it's government insurance. Yeah. And they strong arm the people. Much like flood insurance. Right? And they now do the same thing all insurance companies do. Storm. They stiff the, the they stiff the guy when the claim goes of through. Of course. And they don't live up to their part of the obligation. But it's it's amazing oh, to the me. Horror stories that came out of Long Island and Rockaway oh. and after Sandy. Uh mm-hmm. just absurd. Yeah, but Trump's the racist. Not the insurance companies. You know why? They're right. equal opportunity stiffers. They stiff you and they shaft you no matter what race, no matter what religion. They don't care what you look like. And to prove it, they're never going Wouldn't to meet you. Wouldn't it be refreshing if the American people finally said, you know, I think this entire industry is a scam. How could Just it possibly it. be 
that they have all of this profit to buy all of these buildings, pay all of these people bonuses, all of these massive investments. Yet every time there's a claim, I don't have the money. I'm I think you just answered you. your own question. Yeah, of course, because it's a scam, damn yeah. it. And you know how you fluff it up? Give the, uh, the, the brokers enough to where they keep selling it. Right. I tell you what, boy, I don't like it. I don't like being ripped off, which yeah, is no. why you can't live in Illinois. I but I also don't like being lied to by phony baloney political apparatchiks with Sunday shows whose feet dangle off their chairs. Now, play this idiot, uh, George Stephanopoulos. Impeachment post Mueller. We won't proceed when we have what we need to proceed. We either need to take action or it needs to be dropped. The special counsel contradicted the president. Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Quietly rebuked Trump's actions. I gather that you believe that knowingly accepting foreign assistance during a presidential campaign is an unethical thing to do. And a crime. And sounded the alarm on Russia. But with no game-changing moment, the president claimed victory. You could say it was a great day for me. Mueller's performance pained his supporters, frustrated Democrats, and energized Republicans. Is the push for impeachment effectively over? Is partisanship preventing us from protecting the next election from more foreign attacks? And the president attacked another member of Congress. Trump calls the Baltimore district of a black congressman, Elijah Cummings, a rat and rodent infested mess. The fallout now from his latest racist tweet. Now, catch that. His latest racist tweet. Yeah, let's continue, though. We tapped it all with the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler, Republican Will Hurd from the House Intelligence Committee, plus Rahm Emanuel and Chris Christie on our powerhouse roundtable, and 2020 candidate Bill de Blasio ahead of this week's debate. We'll break down the politics, smoke out the spin, the facts that matter. This Bro, All right, shut up. It's something when you saw this Mueller thing. Yeah. You know, I was watching my youngest daughter or my oldest daughter watch this thing. Oh, and oh, my wife. So from an observer standpoint. Dude, it's, it, you know, like, she's not hyper political. She's just like, are you? I said, behold, yeah. government success. Yeah, here's the There's action. Mueller. Yep. I heard for two and a half years, he is Sir Lancelot. Yep. He has integrity. I heard that from everybody with a microphone and everybody in this just repeating talking point. He's a he's a man of integrity. And I kept saying, really? Because everything he ever investigated ended in a settlement. It seems, yeah. Are you out of your mind? Things maybe weren't done right on a few occasions. And he gets up there and he's shaking a moil. <laughs> he can't give you an answer. He's stammering. He didn't even know what was in his own report. Have you noticed he, he didn't even use his own voice? He used John Kerry's voice to answer questions. I, I Robert Mueller doesn't. Kerry. Robert Mueller doesn't sound like that. Robert Mueller is your typical government he, employee. He softened his voice and yeah. and slowed down his turn. Robert Mueller does not sound like typical that. government employee. It's a show incompetent and entitled and arrogant about it. He's never. He couldn't have lived fifteen seconds in the real world. I couldn't help but notice Please. that Stephanopoulos didn't promo the uh, point where Robert Mueller uh, apparently didn't know what Fusion GPS was. That is amazing. That man. is incredible. It's the one where the guy who consulted with you, the Oriental the, fellow, the one married guy. to the scarecrow. He calls his wife, and she ran the company. The one where they were paid off by the Russians, and they helped promote the document that was created by an apparatchik. And and you funded idiot. funded by the opponent of the person that you went after. Dude, how this doesn't end 
with the Clinton being being in, in prison. Nobody's, I don't understand. Nobody's going to prison. But I mean, all of them. Donna Brazil, of course. But nobody's Donna going Brazil to out there with her Miss Innocence, and now all of a sudden she, she's Miss Cleo. You she's saying, a fortune teller for what's going to happen. You here. standing there tonight and saying, "Oh, I hope this ends in Clinton going to prison," is like me standing there tomorrow morning and going, sign-off. "Hey, I hope my property taxes go down." It's, it's simply not going to happen. And, so. and you know, and then all of a sudden, the attitude of of the people who criticize Trump, like me, Trump's economics. Let me be very clear: his economic are a fraud. It's garbage. It's it is a fraud. Keynesian scam made to enrich the politically connected and corrupted, just like the Democrats. So don't think I'm a Trump guy. But can you call the balls and strikes? Can you have two parallels happening? Because as you see, these guys who used to be, uh, you know, pretty thoughtful guys who used to have uh, columns and books and shows, specifically Jonah Goldberg, who has lost his mind. And it's so bad now he's posting uh, tweets and, and, and articles about his dog. I don't care. I got my own dog. I don't care about your dog, dummy. And if you can't start to think about the issues and start to realize what's happening before you know it, kid, it's going to be Venezuela. But you want to know something about I take solace in the fact I'll thrive in that society, too. You want to go to the streets? OK, fine. We'll do that as well. I visited my old neighborhood on Friday. I still could hang with the boys. We'll be all right. I am just frustrated. At the, at the detachment from reality, both the results of where these socialist Democrats take you and the kind of tyranny you're forced to live under and the, and the reality of how their power of prosecution can be manipulated and contorted to fit anyone who they don't agree with. Because the reality is this was a ridiculous carnival barking show. This wasn't about a, a report. And if anything, I don't know how you could watch this. I don't care if you sympathized with the Democrats and say that this is an example of a failed government system. The whole thing needs to be rebuilt from soup to nuts. It's the Liberty Hour. 312-642-5600. We'll be, we will be back after this. And am I going to do the commercial guy? I don't like listening to my own voice. Nobody likes listening to By your voice. By the way, Craigie's though, that's the real deal. That is a great place, brother. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. idiot. (laughs) So, Macbeth has to do a lot here with the show. You know, and then I watch him try to struggle to get his head set back on that giant, enormous lunch pail he calls a head. It's a lot to manage. And uh, every once in a while, you know, if we ever play cards, kid, Bring the checkbook, because the face just reads. Oh, no, no, no. When I'm actually trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah when I, I'm playing, no, yeah. it's different. You're Doyle yeah. Bronson, I know. So no. anyway... And here got, it's radio. Nobody cares what I look like. You got a phone call, and I could see the contortions in his face. It reminds me of, like, at the first of the month when my wife tells me about the insurance bill. That's how my face looks. And uh, what happened? Come on, spit it out. Uh, there was a listener from Kenosha, Wisconsin, who was insisting that you Thank had you, said though, for something. Listening. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we appreciate you listening. And she had said that she doesn't necessarily agree with everything you say, but she likes you because you say things that make her think about various topics. That's all I want to do, kid. really what we're trying for us here. So that worked. Um, but she did say that she was a federal employee, and she took umbrage with you saying that every federal employee is lazy. 
I did. I but say you, every. You I didn't say that. I tried to get, express that okay. to her that you literally did not because she says he literally said this. I said no, he literally did not say that. I think I said typical. And I'd be happy to most. go through and play the audio. Yeah, that's fine. But, but but I didn't mean to, to spurge everybody. But I will say this. And it wasn't what you said. I do. I do. Listen. We tried to get her on the air. She hung up. The typical experience that I've had in my life of dealing with people in the government. Now, I've I've been lucky too. I've dealt with some wonderful people. But the typical one is the one. At the post office, where you throw the mail on the ground, you lose it for two weeks, then you bring it to me, and you act like it's my fault I didn't get it in time. You know what I mean? So the typical experience is the history of Bob Mueller. If you look at his history, his own failed past, how could you have two things, the reality of his history and the propaganda that I was told by not just Democrats. There are numerous Republicans that wanted me to put mustard on the integrity-filled real Dick Tracy. He's going to get to the bottom of things, and he's a man of integrity. He's been with bipartisan and all. To me, if you're bipartisan and you're appointed to these heads of bureaucracy, here's what the beauty of the Trump administration has showed us. The heads of these bureaucracies are clearly political sycophants. The workers that make them up, they may be wonderful people and they may be diligent and they may work very, very hard. But it doesn't really matter when you got to kick up the information and who's at the head but a political apparatchik who is corrupt. Which I don't know how you could look at this whole story and not have two observations. Number one, the FISA court is a scam, an absolute fraud. And it should be completely revised if you keep it at all. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you what, it breaks a number number one covenant with the government and the citizen. It's a rubber stamp for the removal of your civil liberties. They could do whatever they want. Yeah. And they don't really look at the information. And that's just glazed over. No, and if they do, they look at it face value. Who was it? Mr. Magoo? Was the Judge Magoo, the FISA court Judge Magoo? What do you mean you didn't read it? Oh, Magoo, you've done it again. Moron. And then... And then you look at the upper echelon and you see that with the document in their hands, what this document should be used for is an absolute investigation into Fusion GPS. And the DNC. And and the FBI. All of it. And, yeah. How could you be? And and forget about the guy who had the girlfriend who could chew an apple through a fence. What's her name? Struck and uh, and the other the other dim-witted girl. What's her uh, name? Page. How about they're having a a rabbit affair? They got ten thousand text messages. We're going to use this as a failsafe. And then I got to look at this gargoyle, Jerry Nadler. Tell me that there's an actual case here. Jerry Nadler's slowly becoming my favorite member of Congress. Dude, he's a. And that's another one. He's on, you know, I'm watching my kid look at him. I've never seen anybody have, he needs eight inch suspenders. My, my, my. No one has ever needed eight inch suspenders before in the history of humankind. Literally a walking punchline. How he's not on a cartoon. Uh, I wish I had Oswald Cobblepot audio from the uh, second Batman movie. Well, how can anyone look at him and say, yeah, this guy, this guy guy represents me. I mean, this is 2019. There's television. Now, I could see if you slipped him in in the 1800s when nobody knew what anyone looked like. Right. But you're going to trust this guy with anything? Shoulder up uh, uh, lithiograph. What the hell is going on with our government? Are you watching how incompetent they are? Dude, they don't look any weirder than they did. I mean, James Trafficant. Okay. Oh, he wore that, that, that squirrel on his head proudly. Yes. Yeah. Well, he wasn't trying to fool anybody. And you know what happens? Play the, play the budget thing. Play uh, the, budget the budget thing. Just do it to the budget. For all the people who think, this guy's a Trump guy. No, I'm not. This is, uh, I'm just picking the cleanest garbage. This is Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace uh-huh. and what's-his-face Mulvaney.
The Senate votes this week on a bill that would expend uh, that would extend spending limits and to also extend the debt limit into 2021. Uh, this is what the bill would do. It raises spending by three hundred twenty four billion dollars over spending caps yeah, and runs out that's the clock on sequestration. No more forced spending cuts. That's important. Question. Does the president want the Senate to. Go ahead and go on yeah. that because we got to go to break. Soon. Because this is really important. Yeah. Sequestration was in effect, and it was in effect for the majority of Obama's time. Yes. What that meant is that baseline budgeting that automatically ratches up the spending 3% was frozen. This it was cut first year and then frozen. Yeah. This is Trump. Yes. Trump did this. Yes. So not only are they going to massively increase the spending, it'll be compounded interest, like a 3%. Yeah, the next time this becomes rise. an issue, it'll be far larger. And look at these sneaky son of a guns. They pushed it back. Till after the election. No debt ceiling, no nothing. He's a Republican, which means absolutely nothing other than a better suit than the Democrat. All right. Very frustrating. 312-642-5600. You're an idiot. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling... 312-642-5600. It's over, dude. It's Roy Orbison. Yeah, it is Roy Orbison. I love Roy Orbison. It's great. You know who else uh, liked Roy Orbison? Elvis Presley. Uh, Billy Madison's coach in The Waterboy. Sorry, I missed that. Dude, this is a... (laughs) How are we ever... I have said for decades, it's the Republicans that put the nail in your coffin. Of course. It's the Republicans that blow up the it's, budget. It's the person within the fence. First of all, and, I, I, and they use that sneaky word deficit. Yeah. Oh, there's a deficit. Listen, dummy, don't use your spending you know, as an excuse, as a crowbar to crank up my taxes. Right. And the idea that you've unrestrained yourself by lifting laws we demanded as the, as the so-called Tea Party or conservative movement... The guy who you tell me is the most conservative president since Reagan. That's my other favorite tagline that's yeah. full of gaga. That's the guy who, who made it so not only are you spending half a trillion more, yeah. the, the growth can be whatever you want it to be. I said 3%. You were right. Here's, here's a traumatic statement. Well, I was right in the sense they can set it. They can just set it, whatever they it's want. 3%. It was 3% under the Democrats. Yeah. The, this guy could make it 8% it's gonna make automatic it, It's going to be close to 8 Military yeah. spending. We've got to spend more on the military. Well, and here's, here's How much are you going to spend on these guys? Controversial statement. You know who was more conservative than Reagan, at least in a lot of ways? Coolidge. Bill Clinton. Oh, absolutely. I, he would, you know why? He was with the girls all the time. Right. Keep them busy. Let's get 16 Monica Lewinsky's and keep funneling them in there like it was Wiener's house. I could care less. You know this being a homeboy yourself. It's ridiculous what's going on. Yeah. He's got a lot of time on his hands. This guy tweet well. You know, this is what happens when you don't get along with your wife. You, you know Where who else is, is tweeting? Melania? It's it's attack of the nineties because you know who else is tweeting now is OJ Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man, dude! If you want entertainment, maybe still read they, OJ's. Tweets. What if he runs for president? Oh, if OJ ran for president, he's not a convicted felon, is he? Was that a felony that they got him for in Vegas with the? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was well, a then felony. He, yeah. Then he can't run for president. 
All right. As if that's a uh, why. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess he's just can be a Chicago alderman. As as millions of Democrats <laughs> go, damn, I got to figure I mean, out something else. Are you kidding me? The standards that they have for themselves versus everybody else well, is but, so ridiculous. And in the parliamentary little tweaking in pictures, how they la- yeah. they latch on to these bills, they try to jam d- different pet projects in it. Sickening. To and me, it's man. disingenuous too when you talk about how many people are running for president as a Democrat too, because their stated goal. If you ask any ardent Democrat or ardent liberal, their stated goal is to remove Trump from from office, right? So they want whoever it is that the Democratic nominee ends up being, they need them to win. That's a that's an all or nothing thing, right? Yeah. So what they do is they put no one up there who would have a good chance. You think it's an inside scam, huh? I think no, I think it's short-sightedness. I think right. it's selfishness. I think there's a battle for um, what the Democratic Party's main message is going to be. The people on the far left want to keep it where it is right now, which is aimed off tangentially into the oblivion mm-hmm. of political correctness. It's just it's stupid, and they're going to lose a lot I of I think that they've been support. very successful in moving the norm. Absolutely. So now the norm is... But, I listened on the Sunday show today. You had to hear it. It's the norm in media and the norm in politics, the perception of the norm. The norm itself hasn't changed. Those people sitting on their farm, no, on their farm in Iowa are still saying, no, that, that's a dude. That's what do you mean? That is, that is normal. Now they're on welfare. The farm on, uh, in Iowa. I understand, but that's two different things. They're getting subsidized I'm talking about and a that's moral, normal now. I'm talking about the moral compass because that's essentially what you're talking about. Yeah, but they made welfare have have some sort of uh, a, a comfort to it where you don't want to think you're on welfare. You think you're entitled. Yeah, but that's a different thing. The Obamacare subsidies. How many Republicans take it? Many. And pretend they're not on welfare. Of course. They're on welfare. I heard uh, Warner Wilhelm, also known as Bill de Blasio, yeah. on the Sunday show today. He's he's basically saying, you know, it's socialism isn't that that different than our normal American economy. And for a moment, I was offended. But I thought about what Warner Wilhelm was saying. He's absolutely right. It is normal now to have socialism so interwoven with our economy, we cheer for it. Because it's the conservatives who say, you know, Trump's right about knuckling under the Fed. They shouldn't raise the rates. And they shouldn't tighten quantitative easing. In fact, they should keep it as usual. And yes, we should have a system that protects American business. And it's so normal now that the Asian fella running for uh, for president wants to give everyone a thousand a month for a little walking around Andrew money. Yang. He's running on the American saving American shopping centers. Yeah. The progressives who are so afraid of progress. Yeah. I mean, it's just sickening. Well, and, and the wide thing is that that. Andrew Yang is actually one of the more normal people. On Dude, that. He's not normal. He's a, he, you're he right. is one of the more normal people my, on that board of, right. of and candidates. And to my point, that's because it's moved. Because if this of guy course. would have been running 13 years ago, 15 years ago, he'd be called. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. What they is. didn't put, I mean, Biden was the only practical option as far as any, anything middle of the road. And he's so wishy-washy, he just follows the rest of them around the stage. If anyone makes the decision, they have down hair, d- doll hair voluntarily sewed to their scalp, you're done making decisions. Oh, man, decisions. did he go Idiot. in to get the plugs too early or what? Go ahead. It's ridiculous. Let's get he Mike in. X pick. Mike, Northside, how are you, kid? <laughs> hey, thanks for taking my call. Wonder. I called the morning show. I talked to your buddy, the schmo on the download, Dan Proft. I swear to God, he's got the same hairdresser as Bogoyevich. Listen, he's just got bad stylist, but he is heterosexual. I have seen his girlfriend. Stunning. Go ahead. Wait a minute. He sent pictures back. Hold on. He sent pictures back from that Mexico trip where he was smoking a cigar and cuddling in the pool with two other guys. So don't tell me. Yeah, but, but the, to get to those, my point. That's because his contract was up and Mike, that was the head of the guy. Business is business. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Okay, yeah, he did it for business. Okay. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein took him out his next trip. <laughs> Listen. Oh, hold on. We're going to hang on through the break, Mike. Distracted you. You hang on, kid. We'll be back. 312-642-5600. We got Mike to laugh. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. See, now, to my point about government employees, Mike's a government employee. I've never met him. He doesn't sound like he has cleavage. He may or may not have a spot on his shirt, but I don't say all. Mike, how are you, buddy? Yeah, getting back to my point, I wanted to say, <laughs> Ann Prof laughed and scoffed at me right. because I said not only would Trump get reelected, and I agree with you, I don't like his economics. He spends more than an ex-wife before the judge takes her credit card away. <laughs> he does, man. It's crazy. But, yeah. but the thing is, I told him, Trump will win Illinois. He's going to get 40% of the black vote and 50% of the oh, Latino vote. Because the guys Mike. I work with, listen, let me tell okay, you. Go ahead. The Latinos that are here and work hard, they don't want to see free stuff given to the illegals. And the same with the blacks. I wear my Trump hat to work every day at the city. They curse me out in public. And on the side, they tell me, hey, I'm voting for him because he's sticking up for us. So, Mike, you know what's funny? I'm telling you, he's going to win Illinois. Well, I listen, it, it would be Oof. nice to see, but I think it's a bold prediction. But I will say this. I grew up in Monroe's Park, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm from there. I go back You've there. You've never I, mentioned that. I manage property. And, and, and listen, I grew up with a lot of Mexican kids. And to a one of them, they're capitalists and they're truly conservative. The ones that I interacted with. Now, my That's fear is the same in my area. Actually. Now, my fear is they also are susceptible to socialism because they've been taught they're entitled to it by Americans. Yeah. That's why I always say, Mike, the, the problem with immigration is nothing if you could eliminate the welfare state. If you didn't have the, the, the idea that Americans were so comfortable with their free grade schools and their free high schools, you know, I laugh sometimes, Mike. I say, well, of course, if you follow the logic of, the, of free grade schools and free high schools, why is Bernie Sanders way, making a tremendous leap? Why is any of it free? See, in my world, you eliminate all of the welfare. That's how you correct society. It's just, but they're never going to do it. You know why, Mike? Because city of Chicago is the prime example. You could have good people of conscience vote, make bad decisions for, for corrupt Democrats because they want in on the scheme. How many guys do you work with who would never entertain these Democrat policies, but because they want to keep their job or get that next raise, they pull the D? How many guys? No, no, no. Basically, most of them vote Democratic because they're idiots. Okay. That's the reason, and they're lazy. That's Which the explains the potholes. Can you put the asphalt in the hole, dummy? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, the problem is most of them are just looking for a free check. They don't care if it's welfare or it's a government job. They think they're entitled. But when they see somebody else getting something that they're not getting, then they get greedy and jealous. And that's what why Trump's going to win, because they're not going to vote for the Democrats. You remember the New York Times had a picture in the paper after the first debate, who wants to lose the election? They all hit their hands raised because they asked them, who wants to give free stuff to the illegals? They all raised their hands. Well, I hope, listen, I hope you're right. For the sake of us all, thank you for calling the show. Because what we need to do now is find out just how big that neighborhood is where Jim is in Honduras. Because, you know, he may be onto something. And it's because if a guy, have you seen Jim up close? 
Uh, yes, actually. With the mustache and the Hawaiian shirts. He's got, yeah. It sounds like he's got a harem living in the house. You know, if we're going to be so... It's like Magnum P.I., but not quite. If Magnum P.I. really didn't get the modeling contract and, and you know, he maybe... drove a Fiero. Drove a Fiero and, in, of into a light pole, he would be Jim from... To a light pole? That's not very kind. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, he's a sponsor, too. He's not just... Oh, is he a sponsor? Well, he's a, a is he a sponsor, sponsor of, of my Best show? Dental. He's a, a, no, I don't know. If, All right, well, then I can I'm just him. your producer. I don't pay attention Until to the sponsors sponsor of this my show. show. You're a free target, baby. Oh, okay. You'll never hear me talk poorly, not just because he's that's... a great guy, about Vic <laughs> I. Craggies. I'm going to tell you something, and that's the truth. Uh, I go there every week. He has kept my car on the road, baby. Yeah. I'm a big fan. And then we got Tom Maribali. Uh, he's going to be here in a couple weeks, a week and a half, two I know, he's an insurance guy. You know how I feel about insurance companies. Scams. Well, yeah, but Tom's a little different. Tom, let, Tom helps you get around the government. I'm not good at governing my opinion. Tom helps you abide by government will without succumbing to it. All right. Oh, I like that. Tell you what, I just hope that the war breaks out. I'm still in shape to defend myself. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back next Sunday <laughs> Still. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.